Welcome to the Maria Heller Show, on the net since 2000 and still going strong. If you feel like you're not getting the real news, if you feel like you're not connected spiritually, you have found your home. Maria covers a wide range of topics as only a snarky New Yorker can. Straight up, no chaser. No censorship, no corporate sponsors, thus true freedom of speech. Your subscription gives you unlimited access as a member of the smartest audience on earth. Relax and enjoy the education. Now here's Maria. Good morning world, Maria here alive and kicking. Welcome to Hell in High Water with my friend, my co-host, uh, host in his own right, Chuck Ocelli. If you're not familiar with Chuck's work, get over to Ocelli.com. I have a live link here. You can click right through. Good morning, Chuck. Hi, uh, is it? How you doing, Mark? I'm telling you. <laughs> is it a good morning? Is it morning? I don't... Morning in America. See daylight? Can you see daylight? No. I, I got to ask. No, I don't see any daylight. I got to give you that. There's no daylight oh. coming. Fair enough. Hey, hey, Mom, monkey pox. Monkey pox. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> right. I, I have to just do it uh, because uh, before you get into what you got to say, and I saw you, the title of your show yesterday, I said, oh my God, here we go. Because I, months ago, I said on my show, and, and I think I tried to say it on here, that, you know, they're going to they're gonna throw monkeypox at us. It's going to be the next thing. Everybody thought I was making a joke. Some of my listeners thought I was making it up. Right. Uh, but now I'm looking at what's coming out, the CDC, the statements. Oh, by the way, you know, th th this is almost like a great little grab basket, right? A little little grab bag mm. of all of the plagues of the past, right? And well, it's, it's very contagious, kind of like coronavirus, but not really like COVID-19. And also, by the way, uh, the LGBTQ plus community better get ready because guess what? They're more susceptible to it. Wait a minute. That sounds familiar. Right. Exactly. Uh, all the bull. Well, when I started seeing all the bullshit coming across, I decided to really get into some research on monkeypox, which I gave my audience yesterday. Uh, and first of all, you know, it's supposedly sexually transmitted. Uh, the UN got pissed off at the United States for saying that it just affects gay men, like they tried to do with HIV and AIDS, and said that it was uh, it was discriminatory and it was homophobic to even say that. Uh, and they're trying to say that it came from two sex raves over in Europe. Uh, but what they don't tell you is that a year to the week they did a simulation of exactly that, monkeypox. And either was a coincidence or not, I don't believe in coincidences, it arrived in the news exactly when their simulation predicted it would. Hmm. See, now, did you get the Gates Foundation version or the other two think tanks that did it? Because I got a couple of PDFs on this where they tabletopped it, they, they did computer simulations, right. did the think tank, uh, you know, estimations, exactly what the response would be, everything, which, by the way, uh, you really should read the responses, because those varied in, in, the, uh, in the think tank that exercises. Wait, 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 again, this sounds familiar. Maria, <laughs> they always game things out, and it, it, is it that they are such geniuses that they can predict these things exactly? Hell no. Or, I always say who calls it creates it. 
And, you know, somebody else had sent me the leaflet that goes along with the uh, AstraZeneca shot. And inside the leaflet, it also contained uh, what's in the shot, which, you know, no other, no other manufacturer of the shots are listing their ingredients. And one of the things in it is recombinant, replication deficient chimpanzee adenovirus. So my sense was, hmm, I immediately went back to Dr. Mary's monkey and how they laced the first polio shots with cancer. And now you've got, you know, this chimpanzee derivative in one of the shots that we know of. And the next thing you know, monkeypox is out. Uh, And it just reminded me of my dad when they were forcing the first polio vaccines on kids in America. And my father argued with the school. He said, nobody's putting monkey guts inside my perfect children. So we luckily did not get those first shots. Uh, So I don't even know how he knew half the stuff he knew, but he seemed to have no shit that I don't even know how he knew it. Uh, and now, of course, they, you know, promoting shots. You know, they've already ordered, uh, what, 13 million doses of monkeypox vaccine. But in the reading I was doing, the vaccine doesn't work. And, it, you, you know, monkeypox is not anything like uh, COVID. Uh, and, you know, it's only lasted for, you know, a couple of weeks and it's gone. It's, it seems to be more like chicken pox because you get those blisters all over your body. Right. Um, so, you know, we'll see, you know, they, they have to keep the fear porn going. You know, you got what, less than 200 cases around the world and everybody's losing their mind. Well, you know, that's how it starts, right? Yeah, the monkeypox thing is interesting. I don't know if it's like chickenpox, though, because what they're saying is that, uh, and, and, and here we go, I got I, what do I have to work with, right? right. When it comes to monkeypox is I've got the CDC to work with. I'm not feeling good already. Exactly. Uh, well, they're trying yeah. to say that your uh, chickenpox vaccine, and if you had a smallpox vaccine, that it would work against that. Now, I'm thinking to myself, okay, I had my smallpox vaccine, what, 65 years ago? Uh, does it last forever? Who knows? Uh, and basically... Even my MMR, right? Which I got, uh, you know, I was first wave of the kids that got the MMRs in combo shots, right? Uh, last time I got a booster for that, what was I, seven? Mm. I mean, what, what, what are we talking about here? Uh, so, 43 years later, I mean, I know it's not as long, but 43 years later, my system is still carrying the immunity that was granted me from that? You think? Now, well, look at their new shots. They only give you immunity for a couple of months. Well, they don't even give you immunity. See, that's the fun thing. Is if you read the stuff from Pfizer to begin with, it's oh, not yeah. their combo. They told you right away. It's not going to prevent it. It's not going to stop the spread. Mm-hmm. It's not. It, it's it's amazing that if you're allowed to, or if you take time to read some of what these people say, and not just right. take it from the propaganda cues that are given to you by the corporate media, which, by the way, are all wholly subsidiaries and sponsored by all of these big pharma companies too. But if, if you read their stuff directly, they tell you, look, it doesn't stop it. It doesn't prevent it. Right. Uh, what it does is it's supposed to 
mitigate the damage a bit so that you don't uh, potentially die. That's the right. idea. Provided you oh. don't get, provided you don't develop clots or heart disease from it. Well, you know, pay no attention to that. Right? You know, I mean, that, that's that secondary. And oh, by the way, now they've decided that you know, at first we couldn't test the efficacy of it on kids, but now we have. So. Uh, it's all good and ready, and by the way, we'll just add it to your pediatric uh, uh, shot schedule. So I, I, I don't know what to tell you there. Right. But well, now they want to roll the uh, they want to roll the corona shot into the flu shot and give people a double shot. Oh, lovely. So have you ever known somebody who got a flu shot that felt good afterwards? No, that was the only time I ever got the flu. And that was, uh, that was 22 years ago. I actually went because my doctor said, you should get the flu shot. And I got the flu. Never got the shot again. And there you have it. But, you know, big pharma's got to make money. And the people invested in it, you know, from Fauci to Gates and all the rest of them, they got to make more money to, you know, pay their, if they pay their 8% uh, income tax. Uh, most billionaires pay 8% if they pay anything at all. Uh, and yet, when you look at the Republican Party, they vote against everything. They're not for anything. They're against everything. They're against voter rights. Uh, they're against women having autonomy over their bodies. They even voted down to help subsidize to get baby formula in the country. The same party that wants to force women to have children they don't want and can't feed. So when you look at this and people go and vote, I know today's primary day in a lot of uh, states, what they need to remember is what I say every voting season, which seems to never end, vote whoever's in, out. You don't vote for, you vote against. Uh, and that, that includes the Democrats, the corporate Democrats. They need to go. Uh, and I've said this forever, okay? But you see yourself, both parties can get together real quick uh, if there's a war, all right? They can find another $40 billion for the Ukraine. But here in America, people are starving, okay? And, and I got to tell you a story that really upset me yesterday. Not that everything in this world doesn't upset me. But my landscaper, who's a really nice guy, he's a senior, his wife had cancer, now she has cancer again. So for her cancer treatments, he's got to drive over an hour and a half to go to the valley for her to get treated. And I hadn't seen him in a while, and I talked to him yesterday, and I could just tell something in his voice, something was wrong. So I asked him, is there something wrong with your wife? How is your wife doing? He says, no, no, she's doing okay. And I said, Bill, I can hear in your voice something's going on. He said, well, my landlord just gave us 30 days to get out. He sold the house, and we got 30 days to get out. Right. He said, and there's nothing to rent, and anything that is to rent is $1,500 and up. And I thought to myself, okay, here's a guy. He works. His wife works. He works, you know, separate of his full-time job. He does, you know, odds and end jobs like my landscaping, whatever, to make money to feed his family. And now he gets hit with this, like a lot of people are, you know, $800 a month increase, you know, or, or getting kicked out of their homes because American greed is at its finest right now in the housing market. Um, 
where does it end? There's no end to it. You know, I had uh, I had to have an exterminator come to my house. So this young man shows up, and we get in. I get into conversations with whoever walks through my door, Chuck. Well, of course you would. And this guy is only, I would say, the most, 38, okay? Nice enough guy. He starts telling me that he used to be a runner, but he can't run anymore because his doctor said, you know, it's too much for his heart. So I said, well, did they do all the heart tests and everything? Yeah, they didn't find anything, he said to me. But I had to give up coffee. I had to give up smoking pot. I had to give up this and that and give up running. And I asked him, I said, well, what are your symptoms? And he told me, and I said, listen, you have anxiety. I know because I have it too. Most of the world has anxiety right now. I said, you need to go to a different doctor. And you need to try anxiety. Young guy says he hasn't been able to sleep. He can't sleep no matter what. Uh, And I said to him, well, let me ask you something. When you were smoking pot, were you able to sleep? And he says, yeah, but I gave gave it up. Doctor told me to give it up. I says, yeah, do, do yourself a favor, I said to him. Get yourself some indica and smoke a bowl and let me know if that helps. Okay. Well, the next time he came back, he was all smiles. He says, you were right. He said, the indica did the job. I'm sleeping like a baby. And of course, you know, we could get into the whole, why did they keep, you know, cannabis illegal for so long when it has so many benefits? Uh, But, you know, doctors misdiagnose people. You know, and if you go in and you tell them you have anxiety, like I did, they try to say, no, 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 these symptoms are your heart. And I had to go for all kinds of tests on my heart. Uh, At the end of that bullshit, the cardiologist says, nothing wrong with your heart. You just have anxiety. Uh, Duh. I said, I told you that six months ago. Um, So, you know, a lot of people are mis... um, How could I say? Misinterpreting even what they're feeling. Because everybody seems to be in a panic, and for good reason. I'm not going to say for for no good reason. Um, And, you know, just trying to support your family today. I mean, I got to tell you, Chuck, I thought it was bad when my grocery bill went up $30 a week, buying the same shit I eat constantly. I'm not one that buys extravagant stuff. But now it's more like 60 bucks a week. You know, gas, okay? Gas in my town, I don't know what it is with you, unleaded is $4.54, regular, and I can't put regular in my car. Uh, So a lot of people uh, are saying, I can't afford to go to work, especially people in America that like to have their big trucks and their diesel, uh, diesel is off the charts. So now I have a friend who bought this big, giant Silverado truck, who doesn't want to drive it because diesel six dollars a gallon? Right. Uh, so these are just a few of the things. You know, people bidding more than what a landlord's asking for rent. Uh, you know, landlords tri- doubling and tripling people's rent as a rent increase. You know, when I rented, if you got a rent increase, it was usually less than a hundred bucks a month. Uh, but now it's anywhere from 800 to, you know, thousands more a month. And yet you see the government saying in a lot of states that they're going to clamp down on the homeless. Well, where are they supposed to go? 
I, you know, these are all really great questions because, uh, look, rent increases are happening all over the place. People let their leases lapse and this and that uh, due to COVID because nobody could get together and sign things in person. And now, you know, listen, uh, you, you can pay an extra so many hundreds more dollars per month that you can get out. Or you got people selling their property because the price spike, you know, has, has given them the opportunity to offload stuff that they invested in. And uh, now, hey, look, the new owner doesn't want to rent it to you, as, as with your friend there. Um, <clears throat> I, I, I don't know what to say anymore. Even where I am, where it is uh, a bit lower on cost, generally speaking, uh, you know, with the suspended state tax on the gas, yeah, we're, we're a little over $4, but not that high. Uh, and yeah, my grocery bill, uh, now I got a house, you know, with <laughs> more than one person in it. Uh, I assure you nobody eats extravagantly in my house either, okay? Mm-hmm. But, uh, but that grocery bill cost is, is something that uh, is, is not registering or only is starting to register with some people. Uh, and what, what do you say about this? I mean... Not only do you, you know, okay, you got the supply shortages and it sounds like, you know, we're crying about, uh, you know, white people problems or first world problems or whatever, because in a lot of other places, this is the norm where you have shortages, you have things missing, you have right. things that just don't show up. Right. I get it. But same time, this should not be the circumstance given the prices we're paying. I mean, it's just that simple. Well, you know, they like everybody now says, "Oh, it's supply chain, supply chain." I mean, how long are people going to buy that bullshit? Okay. I, well, I don't know. I don't know. You know, because you look at the profits. Look at the profits the food companies alone have made during this two-year period. Look at the profits pharmaceutical companies have made. But that's the thing. Everybody's getting more. Even okay. Let's go back to the gas. The fuel companies, the energy companies, your electric company, you're you taking a look at your electric bill lately? Yeah, they're all raising their prices. In yeah. Europe, though, I, I got to tell you, it's even worse. I had a piece this morning. In the UK, they're telling their people that their heating and air conditioning, their, their power bills are about to go up 800 euros. Who in the hell? That's like a thousand bucks. Who in the hell can afford that? Okay. Uh, you know, here, you know, in, in America, we got the same thing. I think it was uh, one of the uh, power companies on Long Island. Get ready for, you know, paying 15 to 25% more. Mm-hmm. All right. Based on what? Okay. Uh, and, and I go back to, well, first of all, it shows the failure of globalization and international trade. It just shows the total failure of being dependent on another country for what you need. That may be the only good thing, but it would still take about 10 years to get factories restarted here in America. If we want to continue to grow our own food, where are we going to grow it with the weather wiping out every crop in the country? Uh, So humans have succeeded through their ignorance and greed, in destroying their own web of life. Yes, true. But, you know, one thing missing from this equation that you're talking about, and I was thinking about this a lot today, and I wasn't, I I, I didn't plan on bringing it up with you, but, you know, the people that scream that we need to bring things back, manufacturing back to the U.S. and everything else, I need them to take a look at this baby formula situation. Right. Because, 
you have a monopoly effectively okay you you have you have a series of monopolies where there is just an impossibility that if there's a failure like there has been with this uh this company, uh, it's not coming to my head here, but they're, they're, they're the people that distribute Similac and all these other right. uh, most popular baby formulas, okay? Now, some people might say, well, just, you know, tell women to breastfeed. Yeah, okay, good luck with that. Well, a lot of women can't breastfeed. Physically, but they just can't produce. There, there's problems with can't. There's problems with, you know what, you don't want to be, as much as there are tools of convenience, you're tied now to the infant and that's an impossibility, given you need to go out and make some money in order to, I don't know, survive and pay for everything else. Right. Well, so, you know what? You can't leave a woman at home and go, well, just sit there and feed the baby. That's not going to happen, even if she wants to do it. Okay, so, look, the, the, this whole, like, well, we'll just do it here in the U.S. Well, what happens when your U.S. monopoly, your big corporate, taking a bite out of everything and making sure that they control the market, what happens when it fails? Welcome to the baby formula shortage. Now, the problem there is that, look, globalization, I get it, it sucks, but we should be able to import things, giving the unfair advantage to various corporations because they lobby for it. That right. company got special treatment because they're the main producers for all of the accepted WIC formulas, which, you know, by the way, across the country, women need. Right, of okay. course. I know plenty of people that without WIC couldn't feed their children. Exactly. And, you know, i got to tell you something before I forget. Yeah. Uh, what you're talking about with the breastfeeding, you know, and whatnot. Uh, I started watching this cute series on Netflix. It's produced in Canada. And it's called Working Moms. And it's four women uh, who have babies who try to breastfeed. Some can, some can't. They go to work, they have to sneak away into some dark room to pump some milk out for later on. Right. Uh, and it basically shows not only the inconvenience, but the disgust of most of these uh, mothers. Another one who just had a baby got pregnant again, like eight months later. She's suicidal. Uh, so in comedy, there's a lot of truth there. Uh, and, you know, men don't care. You know, because, you know, women still don't get paid leave, uh, you know, and we're supposed to be, you know, top of the food chain as far as not being a third world country. But, you know, just this past month, Spain passed a bill giving women three days off a month for when they have their menstrual cycle. Okay, you have all these what we used to call third world uh, countries providing abortions uh, for women. Uh, well, here we have the fake religious fanatics who want to put women back to the Stone Age. Uh, and even if you are to breastfeed, you get denigrated for it. Nobody wants to see it like it's a horrible thing. Uh, so a woman is damned if she does and damned if she don't. Oh, no, that's, that's a given, and you're exactly right. But I, I'm just going at it from the business angle here because I'm going to tell you right now, you want to unpack that, we can do it the rest of the show. What's wrong with the way women are handled as far as, you know, look, they, they, they require some special rights. You know why? They got some special parts. They got some special functions. Uh, so, yeah, they, they need to be handled a little differently. I know that that sounds a little counterproductive and a little uh, less liberal than maybe people are used to me saying, but uh, you deal with the situation as it is. Okay. Right. Uh, 
I, I don't have to worry about breastfeeding at work, so I don't need a special anything. Right, but, right. Okay? And then, you know, they show one scene where she's rushing back to a business meeting and her breasts are leaking through her shirt. You know, I remember those days. Not pleasant. Uh, And, you know, everybody tries to, you know, look away. You know, nobody really cares. Uh, But if we look at, let's go to Alito's uh, ruling on abortion. All right, which he takes from 1700. You know, women didn't, abortion isn't in the Constitution. Well, neither is AK-47s. They didn't exist in the 1700s. So why aren't they being done away with? Well, you know, if we yeah. want to take it back to that, I mean, uh, I, I, I think it's perfectly logical for everybody to have a, 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 a flick-loaded, uh, you know, blunderbuss. Why not? Um, you know, if you could figure out how to even make one of those uh, function, I mean, more power to you. Guarantee you won't have mass shootings with that. But anyway, look, I'm not even a gun control guy, I got to tell you. Uh, but sovereignty over your body, the ability to have control, it's always left out of the equation here. Because even when people want to debate this thing about abortion, well, you know, what about the life of the child? All right, let's just say I accept your premise. Even if I accept your premise All right. that that is okay, we have to, as a society, defend the, the those who have no voice. You're right. That's true. I would agree with you on most things there. And, and okay, it's a life. Done. It's a life the, 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 the moment the guy lights the cigarette. All right? Fine. Done. Question for you. When does the woman lose her own agency in the equation? Mm. Because... She's still there, right? Regardless of what it is you're arguing about the unborn or anything else. So where does she lose it? Oh, she lost it when she decided to have sex. Is that right? Right. Well, well what was it? Tell was women it? that. All I right. think you need to tell women. You know, the moment that you decide to have sex, you surrendered your freedom. How about that? Is that right? No, of that course right? not. Okay. They said that to a man. Then what would he do? What if a guy couldn't get his Cialis or his Viagra? What would he do? Okay. Well, let's be honest. Men would do it anyway. Uh, it wouldn't matter. We'd run off a cliff to do that because we're stupid, especially at certain ages. But <laughs> the, the fact is that they don't take that into account. Where does the woman lose her agency? Nobody's got an adequate right. answer. What about the woman having a, a beating heart? Why, why doesn't that count? You know, Oklahoma just said that uh, there'll be no abortions uh, and that life begins at conception. Conception. So if life begins at conception and they're such religious freaks, why do they allow men to masturbate and spill their seed, which is prohibited in the Bible? Well, and another thing is, uh, what does that mean for miscarriages? Does that mean if, uh, let's just say, oh, I don't know, a woman's jogging, and maybe she shouldn't have been jogging because her pregnancy was a bit delicate, and her body decided to flush it out, um... Is she guilty of murder now, too? Well, in some states, yes. In El Salvador, a woman just got 35 years in prison for a miscarriage. For a miscarriage. Right. So, you know, and to me, a miscarriage is always, there's a reason for it. The, the body that's forming is defective. And your a human body will reject anything that's defective. It wasn't meant to be. I mean, before I got pregnant with my daughter... I had a miscarriage, you know. It was a sad thing, but at least I didn't know I had to go to prison for it. 
Do you know what I mean? Well, you know, the body that was forming might have been defective. Here's another thing, though. The conditions under which the carrier, which is the woman, maybe her conditions were not right, actually. Maybe she was not in the proper place or nutritionally unsound, etc. And the body says, you know what, this is not a good thing to do. And then that's the end of it. I, I would think that that would be a natural thing. That, right. Okay, well, exactly. Uh, Designed by God, right? Yeah, oh. God. I just had that conversation with somebody about God being uh, an idiot. Okay. <laughs> somebody that uh, needed dental work. And I said, if there was really a God, why do we need dental work? Why didn't he make our teeth out of stainless steel? Well, that would have been smart. He's supposed but, to be know. so damn smart. I said, I could have come up with a million smarter things than him, and here I am. Okay? Uh, but it's... Uh, it's a damned if you do and damned if you don't moment. But here's, here's the mind blower on what we were talking about, about a miscarriage, okay? And I know a, a lot of my listeners don't have to stretch their mind for this because this has always been my inner thought. Uh, could just be the soul said, eh, I don't really think I want to be in, in earth and in a body again, so I'm getting the hell out of here. And the soul disconnects from... The, uh, the body it was creating to enter, okay? Uh, but nobody thinks in terms like that, you know? What if the soul just changed its mind? I mean, my mother suffered like a dog giving birth to me because I was breech. I was upside down. And they squashed me out with some forceps after who knows how long. Uh, but, you know, coming out feet first is not fun. And in my consciousness, as, as I grew older, I said, I was probably saying, yeah, I changed my mind. I don't, I don't want to do this. And yet there I was literally forced out of my mother's body. Uh, so when you think about the soul, the soul can always change. The soul can dip in and out of a body up until it's 21. Uh, Edgar Cayce, who was one of the most famous prophets that ever lived, said that. It's not fully anchored in. It can go anytime it wants. When I looked at uh, children with uh, severe autism, the kids that are, I had a niece like that. She was basically uh, non-functioning on any level. Uh, and I've always assumed and felt that that soul came in, looked around and said, yeah, I'm not participating. I shouldn't be here. I'm not even going to talk. I'm not going to walk. I'm not paying attention to any of it. Uh, but people don't think in terms of, what about the soul? And if they want to go with the Bible, the Bible is very clear that the soul is nothing, the body is nothing until the soul is breathing on its own. And that's also the dictator of the Catholic Church. It's not considered a life till it's breathing on its own, which is why they do the baptisms when they do it. Well, the word spirit literally refers to breathing. You know, the Holy Spirit, that is the breath. Okay, it, 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 that, that's what that word means. Breath. Okay, so until you're breathing, you know what? You're not alive. Even Adam was what? Dirt until the life was breathed into him. Right? I mean, right. I, maybe I'm, I'm misremembering my Genesis here. <laughs> no, but it's sad that, you know, he created Adam out of the dust of the ground. And then God blew the breath of life into his nose, and Adam became a living soul. Right. With the breath. All right. 
So without breath, you got nothing. And look, you could have a heartbeat and be brain dead. You're still considered dead. You could have a heartbeat in a Petri dish. So this is just a bullshit excuse to push women back into the Stone Age and make us more subservient than we already are. Chuck, we need to take a short break. Stay with us. We'll be back in a minute. If you're on your spiritual journey, either as a beginner or a long-time trekker, why not find out what's next for you? And not just here in this life, but after you leave this world. I find that many people are interested in who they were in past lives, but I've always preferred showing people what awaits them in their next life, your future self. Spiritual guidance is important as we move through this reality. Sometimes it's really hard to stay in balance here. Simple guidance and simple spiritual tools will help you make the path a whole lot smoother. So set up a consultation with me today at maria.net and let's look forward together. And now back to the show. Okay, welcome back to Hell and High Water. You can see that we're as disgusted with things as you are. I wanted, I wanted to take this uh, into another direction. Subway shootings. This morning I read that some, some kid on a scooter ripped off uh, a handbag from a 90-year-old woman who was using a walker. Uh, shootings at fast food places. Three high school graduations had shootings, mass shootings. Nobody talked about that on the news. Uh, some guy come up to you on the subway, stab you, you know, put a bullet through you. Uh, everybody seems to be going insane. What's the government going to do about that? They're so worried about that zygote. What about some common sense gun laws? Because the kind of guns people are using now were only made to kill other people. Well, yeah, but see, all right, again, it's not a matter of the guns, because I, I got to be honest with you, we got a neighbor to the north, which per capita has lots of guns. They don't have this problem, number one. Uh, number two, it's interesting to me when these things start to surface and start to get talked about uh, that, that generally are kind of commonplace, but they're usually distributed in this way to make sure they can ensure fear. How many times have you now seen the same video of that idiot in the uh, drugstore in San Francisco uh, taking a plastic bag and the security guard is, uh, you know, he, he takes a good chunk of aisle three with him out the door. He's on a bike, right? Yeah. And uh, uh, it's film zone. Nobody stops him. They go, oh, look, they just permit shoplifting in San Francisco. Well, they just permit violence in this city. They just permit, it, you know, first of all, the San Francisco Cisco guy uh, went to jail. Right. Nobody ever tells you that. Right. Uh, he went to jail. They keep showing you the same video, and then they go, "Well, Walgreens and these other companies they shut and they shut their stores there in San Francisco because of the shoplifting." And it's like, no, they didn't. They made uh, a, a loss, and, and they're opening plenty of neighborhoods where shoplifting is common. They just jacked up the prices in order to cover the cost. This is what they do in loss prevention. Okay. Mm. Number one. Number two. This idea that violence is on the rise, I, I, yeah, in some ways, you're right. 
people are losing their minds, that's for sure. We're in a tense time. I, I got to be honest with you, I'm not looking forward to Trump becoming a bigger factor because you know it's going to amp everybody up again. And with 2022 now getting you know underway with the primaries and all that, he's coming in. I'm in a state where he's in, okay? And uh, this whole thing with the governor's race and all that, and I know that that's going to amp up the animosity. But we're in a situation, we're coming out of the lockdown, coming out of all these other things, coming out of this very strange influencing campaign that has gone on, okay, regarding multifaceted things in order to keep people in constant states of anxiety and fear. Mm -hmm. Okay, it has amped up the population. We have people getting more confrontational, getting more involved in these things like these shootings and all that. It's not the guns at the end of the day. It's not the guns. It's the people that are breaking. Let you look at that shooter, or was it Boston, where he killed all those senior uh, black Americans. The kid had a history of mental illness, and he still was able to legally get guns. Oh, you mean Buffalo? Oh, Buffalo, right. It's hard to keep track. It's like every day there's another mass shooting, so it's it's hard to keep track. Oh, I know. You know I remember well, 10 years ago, people like you and I, we had plenty of time to dig into these mass shootings. We don't anymore because they're well, not, so often. Well, not only so often, but so weird, the dynamics, because, you know, same week, you had this uh, guy who was uh, with, with, with the Chinese versus Taiwanese issue in California. Right. He goes into a church, and uh, somebody, you know, basically uh, threw themselves in front of him, got himself killed, and uh, then a pastor bashes him with a chair, and uh, blip in the news, gone, come and gone, just like nothing. Right. Right? Exactly. Well, you know why? That's not interesting, because you know what it is? It's Asian-on-Asian violence. That doesn't get anybody worked up. That's not working up and up in the population. You know, Asians know what they've got going on in their community regarding this. They, they know how this works. They know what the dynamic is. They know why. You know, the average American doesn't understand why a Taiwanese person might be upset with a Chinese person at all. Okay, because we, we don't care about that. It's not here. Yeah, it, it's well. A trigger point issue. So that shooting, eh, nothing. Mm. Right? A bunch of other ones happened that very same week. But we hovered on that one in, in Buffalo because it was racially charged. And it, it, it is horrible. It is horrendous. Not because it's racially charged, but because somebody for any means believes that human life is nothing more than something to be made a point out of. This is what the major problem is. This kid was clearly ill. This kid was clearly this, that, the third thing. Fine. The funniest thing, though, and a question I wanted to ask you about this, and you brought it to my mind. I'm glad you did. You ever notice that the people that scream about false flags and things being orchestrated and all of that, they don't usually do that unless it's a white guy that's the shooter. Right. You ever notice that? Exactly. Well, then you also have the other anomaly. They always seem to manage, the cops, to peacefully arrest the shooter when he's white. Oh, they take him alive. Yeah, they take him alive, and they were very gentle with that kid, just like that other kid, you know, years ago, they shot up that black church, you know. Well, they put a, they took him to Burger King. Well, they All put right. a bulletproof jacket on him before they took him out. Oh, that too, yeah. So you look, at, you look at that, and you say, well, where's the justice? 
okay, when a black guy with a broken taillight ends up dead because the cops are scared or because the cops are KKK, uh, and how can you expect them not to be pissed off? You know, there's two sets of laws. Maybe there's a lot more than two sets of laws. You know, Trump this week advocated civil war in a tweet. Uh, you know, now I see the cases against him are moving forward. Uh, and believe me, you'll never hear me say this again, but I agree on this one thing with Liz Cheney is that Trump is the greatest threat to our democracy. He is destroying every institution of this country. He did it while he was in office. He still is. And yet he's not arrested 567 days after January 6th. Uh, he's still free to be out there, you know, with his uh, dog whistles to his fans, you know, with the bullshit replacement theory, which I knew was going to happen years ago. You know, the... Uh, the white people being scared shit of no longer being the majority. Um, so if you have a moron like him encouraging these people, especially at his events, and he goes to KKK or white supremacist events, uh, why is he not gagged is what I want to know. What are they waiting for? Well, because he's serving a purpose, the overall purpose, which is to keep us divided. Uh, you know, and, and remember this, the big actors on the stage, the names you know so well, they never get taken down. Let me, let me take you back into something that is almost going to make me sound like I belong on Fox News for a minute, okay? Okay. Um, and, and just bear with me, don't get mad, <laughs> okay? Remember Hillary Clinton's emails? All right. Okay, all of the nonsense that people got whipped up about regarding that. All right. Uh, here's what the problem is. There was actually a reason to lock her up. There was. And you know what? The American public never debated it, never talked about it, because anybody who is in a privileged position to commit a crime right. doesn't actually commit a crime. I, what, what am I saying? Okay, the, the email situation, very simple. But when you are trusted with things uh, uh, that are of... Stop moving around, Chuck. What's that? Stop moving around. Oh, I'm sorry. When you're entrusted with classified documentation, am I clear now? Yes. Okay, so classified documentation, you sign things that by penalty of going to prison. Okay, if you mishandle these things, you'll go to prison. Okay, you or I took a job, an off job somewhere, as a secretary even, and we just got a glance at this stuff. Chuck? Uh-oh, I think I lost Chuck. His phone was getting a little wobbly. Hang up. Hang, hang with me. I'll get him back. Okay. Welcome back again. Chuck, you were saying? Yeah, I say the wrong thing and the sound dies. Anyways, <laughs> look, Hillary Clinton mishandled classified documentation. Provable. That simple. The same kind of thing that if you or I were a secretary in an office somewhere, if we threw the wrong piece of paper in the wrong wastebasket, we could be prosecuted. Do you understand that? All right. Uh, That's... Uh, that's the reality of it. That's the bottom line of it. That's not the political dog whistle that was used, though, was it? No. No. So Trump, who turns around and profiteers off the presidency, violates all kinds of different uh, things, all kinds of different laws about benefiting and actually personally profiting off of the presidency. Anybody ever take him onto the carpet for any of that? No. Nope. We see it every day. We're going to start an investigation on this. We're going to start an investigation. There's an investigation on the boxes of classified material he took. 
investigation on this, investigation on Jared's, you know, billion-dollar deal with the Saudis. I mean, they go nowhere. Uh, uh, But here's another thing. You want to talk about the emails. What about Jenny Thomas and her emails to the state of Arizona to throw the election? Sure. Why is that story not constantly in the news? Well, and you know who else used a private uh, server while they were sitting there as a White House advisor? Yeah, Ivanka. Ivanka. So, you know, but, but again, the system protects its own. It protects those that are useful to it. So Donald Trump is very useful to the system that wants to, again, keep us very busy with each other and arguing over things as opposed to really turning on the people that are screwing us. Right. And uh, he's one of the people that's screwing us, but he's not even the main guy. No, he's well, but he is... figurehead. Exactly. Well, you know, a lot of recent polls are saying that Americans are disgusted with both parties. In truth, Hopefully. I mean, any little thing that Biden has tried to do for we the people, the Republicans vote against. Whether it was gas gouging, they voted that down. Uh, whether it's, you know, voter rights, they vote that down. Uh, whether even with the baby formula, okay, the same hypocrites that want to force you to have children you can't afford or don't want, don't give a shit, voted down against the baby formula. And thanks to Trump's stupid-ass tariffs uh, through NAFTA with Canada, we couldn't import any baby formula from Canada. Canada would have given us all we needed. Well, did, did Biden, here, here's another good question, though. Did Biden change any of the tariffs? Did Biden change? No. Any, oh, okay. No, he hasn't. And, uh, and you know, has he fired uh, DeJoy from the post office? He has all the other people in place to do so. Why does DeJoy still have his job? You know, very good question. Why are the same people at the border, which is another issue, right? All right. We're not going to get to, but... You know, oh, the border, the border, the border. Well, nobody got fired. Nothing really changed. I mean, he was going to remove Title 47. And, oh, by the way, the conspiracy theory that uh, the Biden administration was gathering up uh, baby formula in order to give it to the, uh, you know, the Mexicans that are coming across the border, or actually, technically speaking, Haitians, it looks like. Anyway, that that's what they were doing? No. Try again. Right. Really stupid stuff. Exactly. I mean, and you know what? I, I said it before. I'll say it again. The only people that I support or I get excited about are the progressives, which they're demonized every day. If the progressives in the Democratic Party, which includes, of course, Bernie Sanders, can get rid of the corporate Democrats, they might have a party. The Republicans, they need to get rid of all of them. That made me also want to ask, what's your opinion on uh, Madison Cawthon? Not only has he lost his primary... But now he's being investigated on multiple counts. Well, you know, usually uh, uh, the loudest screaming piggy in the room is the one that's got the most to hide. Uh, so, you know, what can I say? I, I, I don't take any mercy on him because he's in a wheelchair, that's for sure. Uh, these guys get what they deserve. I mean, what, what, what can I say? But you know what? I don't hold out any hope that, that any real prosecution, any real uh, penalties will be paid by any of these people who have served a purpose. Notice the theme. <laughs> right. Today's, t- today's theme is they serve a purpose, not for yeah. us. Listen, when I was a kid growing up and in school where they actually taught you something useful, uh, I was under the belief, which obviously now is a false belief, that monopolies were against the law. 
So we've got even a monopoly on baby formula, monopoly on the media, monopoly on uh, the internet. You have, you know, in Arizona, we've got two companies to choose from, which is like no choice. Uh, everything, the price of gas, monopolized. And we subsidize these people. Well, see, Monopoly is interesting because as a board game, I want you to consider this. The idea that one person wins at the end, everybody thinks that's Monopoly. That's the way it is. No, no, no. See, the fact that there's only a certain amount of people allowed to play in the first place is a guarantee that at a certain point it will only be divided among those people. So this is the real concept. People think it's one company, one entity, one guy. No, no, no. It's a small group of people, the only ones that are actually allowed to play. And if you're lucky, you get to be one of the pieces, not a player. That's the reality of Monopoly, and uh, welcome to America. Right, and unfortunately, all those few players in America always get a get-out-of-jail-free card. Always. Of course. You and I, we'd be in prison until the day we die. All right, let's jump to one other topic before we run out of time. Why not? Uh, Kellyanne Conway, she's got a tell-all book out now, too. Uh, <laughs> I forget. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Kellyanne Conway is telling all about anything. Uh, uh, all right, go ahead. Right. And, uh, Jesus, I don't remember. I think it was, uh, I want to say, uh, it was either Jimmy Kimmel or... Uh, Stephen Colbert that did quite a funny piece on her reading which you know with her new book actually sounding like a preacher and ending her bullshit sales pitch with God bless and amen uh, now she's got Trump pissed at her because of some of the stuff she said in there about him she doesn't think her marriage is gonna survive which I'm shocked that it survived this long uh, and here she is playing a holy roller and all I could think about was her daughter <laughs> so here we go we got her we got William Barr we have so many people with these tell-all after the facts why didn't they stop this lunatic when they had the chance well because there was no money in doing that you, you made the money by enabling the lunatic and the other thing is about George and Kelly I think their marriage will work out I'll tell you why you gotta remember who is he's one of the guys that went after Bill Clinton because he lied about you know Monica Lewinsky right he was part of that All right don't ever forget that. So eventually, they can come back together on their useless, ridiculous, pointless, uh, uh, you know, moral high ground nonsense that they claim in a delusional sense. They can come back together on that. Maria, I have faith. <laughs> the two delusional people can work things out. Maybe I'm a romantic. All right. Well, she also supposedly tears Jared Kushner a new one in the book, too. Uh, but it's interesting because, you know, when they were all in play, they all act like they were best buds. Uh, and according to Kellyanne, which Trump uh, yesterday said was a lie, but, you know, everything he says is a lie, uh, that when the uh, Access Hollywood tape came out, Trump said he wanted to drop out, and she convinced him to stay in. <laughs> Wasn't she still on the Ted Cruz team then, or, or am I confused? Hey. I don't know. It's hard to tell. It's hard to keep track of all the lunatics. But you know things again... You know things are getting interesting when the Republicans go after their own, because you know it was the Republicans that took Cawthon out. And their, ne their next target is uh, Bobert, okay? I got to tell you, I cheer for that. Uh, but, you know, when I think back, you know, man, let's go maybe 30 years ago, 
the Republican Party was totally different. I mean, they actually had principles, and they actually did things. But you look at them now, and, and what good are they? All they are is argumentative idiots, uh, vote against everything the people want, you know. Um, I don't even understand why they're still in a party. You know, and you, we are seeing, you know, and I don't know if you see the same polls, a lot of people switching to the independent ticket. Yeah, but see, at the end of the day, the Republicans have perfected leverage and taking their minority position and making sure that they, that they get their way, one way or another. Regardless of the will of the people, they've successfully done that. A, a significant minority basically running policy and by playing the long game. They've done it very well. Remember Mitch McConnell being the Grim Reaper who wouldn't allow a Democrat, and he's still not going to allow Biden, even though he's got two years left, to put somebody else on the court? I mean, this is the way it's going to go. Uh, you know, and, and the states incrementally doing what they did, preparing for the day that there would be an overturn on Roe v. Wade. I mean, this is just part of the grand strategy. Oh, yeah, they've been planning this for decades, decades. And that's one thing I've said consistently through the years. These people have never lost sight of their goal. Even when they lose an election, they stay on task, which is something that Democrats don't do. You know, And now you have the media projecting that the Democrats are going to lose, so they're encouraging this. So you know the media is part of it, uh, because how do you know they're going to lose? Okay, Everything they try to do, they're blocked, they're blocked from doing. You know, they can't, they won't get rid of the filibuster. You know, you got Manchin and Cinema, who she's supposed to be one of the most influential people to look for in 2022. For what, is my thought. Uh, they need to be ruthless, which they're not, as the Republicans are when they're in power. But they're not. The only ones that are voicing any concern are the progressives, the new people of all colors, young people that are now in Congress. And we need more of that. Because the majority of the, of the corporate Democrats are just interested in maintaining their situation as corporate Democrats. And, you know, they, they consider it a victory when Stacey Abrams is shown as the president of the world in a Star Trek series, as opposed to actually winning a selection, as opposed to actually getting the leverage like the Republicans do. So you got to say one thing. Yeah, there is a coherent way that the GOP works. The DNC... They're just out for themselves as individuals, and that's the way it is. You know, serve Wall Street, serve the corporate interest. Both of them do it, but eh, the selective, like you said, always keeping the eyes on the prize is what the Republicans actually do. And, yeah, I use that phrase right. for purpose. Right. <laughs> well, you know, I go back to the first year I did this show in 2000 when I had a woman on who had written a great piece about dominionism being the goal of the Republican Party. That was 20, almost 23 years ago. Yeah. A biblical rule. And, you know, everybody might have thought that that was a stretch and crazy because after all it was, you know, <laughs> it was the year 2000. Uh, but I think about that every day. And they're right on target and they're ready to crush us all. Sure was. So, you know, Americans are either going to have to really get up and pay attention and do whatever it takes, as Howard Zinn said on my show a few times, sometimes civil disobedience is called for. Absolutely true. And on that note, we're done for today. <laughs> there you go. 
Well, Chuck, thanks for uh, flailing with me. I'm sure that a lot of our listeners are agreeing with a lot of the stuff we're talking about. And I know times are rough out there, folks. It's rough out there for everybody, myself included, Chuck included. If you can get your friends to make a donation to my show, to Chuck's show, it helps us keep going because we're not the multimillionaires you see on TV. We are literally in the soup with you. Uh, So I I love each and every one of you, and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening and supporting The Maria Show. Tell others what you learned today. Knowledge becomes wisdom only when it's shared. Encourage others to subscribe today. www.maria.net Often imitated, never duplicated. A world of information all in one place. www.maria.net Always ahead of the curve. Always on your side. Get active or get radioactive. Subscribe today.